Aloha, people of God. It's your brother Mike Dillard coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. So listen, I have a podcast. I have a lesson that I'm going to teach, but I'm going to put that in another lesson, which I'm going to record literally after this lesson, but I'm not going to drop them on the same day. I'm, I'm not going to do that. You know, God is just so good. And by God, you know by now, I mean the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Listen. Whew. Oh, this, this, this. Whew, I got to deliver this. <laughs> I got to deliver it. I got to deliver it. <laughs> Y'all like, just do it already, man. All right, all right. First of all, I got to pray. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to lift up my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And to bring glory to your name, God. You're so wonderful. You are so wonderful. Such an awesome, loving father. A wonderful God. You have met all of our needs, God. Hallelujah. What the the, the, the love that you have for each one of us, it, it truly goes beyond our, our understanding, truly beyond our comprehension. How wide and how vast and how deep is your love, Almighty God. God, I pray for the grace to deliver this message. That you will please help me, Lord. Help me to deliver this word, Lord. I'm so excited to share it with my brothers and sisters. Father, we ask these things, and I pray for faith. I pray that uh, you will bless my brothers and sisters with the faith to hear what thus saith the Lord God. Hallelujah. 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 And we thank you for these things, Father. And we ask them in Jesus' name and consider them done. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. So the title for this is, You Couldn't Earn It. If you tried, you couldn't earn it. If you tried, even if you tried, let me see. Let me let me taste this out. Let me see. Mm -hmm. You couldn't earn it, even if you tried. That's it right there. That's the one. That's the one. So listen, I'm driving right now, so I don't exactly have the scripture in front of me, but I'm gonna be in a place in a hot second where I will be able to pull it up for you guys. So worry let's let's talk about worry right quick right worry is a it's a reflexive thing right in other words something happens and then people worry it's like a reflex action right but what did jesus say about worrying right about being anxious right he said don't do it don't do it right Nothing good comes out of worrying, the Bible teaches us. Nothing good ever comes out of worrying. It doesn't. It doesn't fix anything, right? It never solves the problem. It never makes anything better. And it definitely, definitely does not make you any better, okay? There are many medical studies that show how debilitating the effects of stress are on the human heart, on the psyche, right on the body to your relationships right there is there is nothing nothing good about you or i stressing out about a particular issue it's just not it's not so stop stressing right and while it's easy to say hey don't stress or stop stressing the the bottom line is this until you have something to take the place of stressing you gonna stress, yes? That's what's gonna happen, that's what people do. 
unless you have something to take the place right so for of stressing like so for example since i was a little kid i've always bit my nails in my skin right it's a it's a nervous thing right some people smoke cigarettes or whatever me and eh, i bite my nails right but i'm learning more and more i don't need to do it and, and the truth of the matter is i never did need to do it but i have something now in hawaii they say it's mo better it's mo better right it's something that is better for you it's mo better so there's no sense for me to even really bite my skin now now i'd be lying if i say i'm totally done doing that that will be a lie because i still do do it i was just doing it the other day i had to catch myself but anyway but i do have something mo better i do right and what is that it is the love of the lord the love of the lord now this is not you we we know that god gave himself right we, we know john 3 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth upon him should not perish but should have everlasting life we we understand that yes i, I think we can all agree on that is mature christians even baby christians know this and that's part of the reason you even came to christ right because god and when they say god it's the father right for father so loved the world father god so loved the world who is the world it's the people in it it's the people he, it's not the ground it's not like the ocean and stuff like that right? that stuff is no it's the people right so father god so loved people and there's that adjective word so so it's, he loved us so much right he didn't just love us he loved us so right that means that's a whole a whole bunch of lot of right whole bunch of lot of love right there right that he gave jesus to die for you and me okay that's you humans don't really understand how much love that is I don't and the only reason I even have any inkling which I, I just keep coming back to this again and again is that supernatural incident that happened now it's been about man I think it's been about three weeks or maybe even a month now since that happened right when the Lord just kind of gave me a, a, a snapshot of, of who he is and, and what he is and how big and how vast and I mean it was just like in an instant I just knew <laughs> I know I keep coming to this in like each one of my messages, but I think he allowed me to see that to help better. Well, one, because he loves me and he wants me to understand, right? Number one. Number two, I believe that he showed me that because, I mean, I'm an evangelist. I'm going to attempt to communicate that to the body of Christ. That's what I was created to do, right? I'm going to try and explain it to you all to encourage you. Oh, wow. You know... It's just the things that I used to worry about. Now, I don't worry. I said in, in another podcast, it's like whatever bone in my body controlled worry, he just, he did an operation on me in that moment, you know, when he showed me who he was and what he was and how vast he was and all of that stuff, he just took it out because he gave me understanding. See, I understand now, like, whoa, whoa, God's love. Well, most of us, we don't really understand how vast God's love is. And so there's so much fear surrounding 
uh, our relationship with Jesus Christ. There's so much fear. And, and many Christians would say they don't have this fear. They would say that they have faith and it's not a works-based relationship. But when you further examine the layers of fear underneath their uh, rationale, then it's clearly understood and clearly can be seen there is a there is a semblance of a works-based uh, uh, relationship there, right? Where there's there's fear because they think that you know if they don't do X, Y, and Z, they they could end up in hell. You know, and, and, you know they they might end up in hell, and you know they they don't understand yet. They don't understand yet the love of the Father. They just don't understand the love of the Father yet. You know, they have head knowledge, but they don't have understanding. See, now I get it. And again, I'm not saying like, hey, I'm the world's most renowned. No, I'm not saying that. But because of what he exposed me to, right, I have a much better understanding. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I had it all wrong because I was one of those people, right? Even though I was trying to live free and do all this and do that. But there was still a certain level of fear in my heart about me being separated from the love of God, which is mine in Christ Jesus, even though the Bible clearly says that nothing shall separate us from the love of God, which is ours in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It literally says nothing. And what is nothing? Nothing is no thing. There is no thing that can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And this is what prompted me to make this podcast right now. Because again, the Lord gave me something this morning, which is, it, it's fire, it's fire. I, I, I literally was like lying, chilling. And when I got, I'm like, ah, I'm getting dressed. I'm getting dressed right now, you know? And actually before I even got up and ran out, he's like, hey, 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 like, hold on, like finish, you know, finished, you know, finish, finish the message, right? Let me finish giving it to you. Let's finish spending time. I was so excited. I was ready to jump up and go record the podcast right then and there. It's, it's so exciting, right? But as I was driving just now, I'm driving out to, um, to Bellows Air Force Station. This is like a beautiful beach on the other side of, of Oahu. Um, some of you may have heard of it because when President Obama was in office, when him and his family would come out here, this is where they would stay at Bellows. Bellows Air Force Station, it is beautiful. It is, let me tell you, beautiful, okay? It's in Waimanalo, it's beautiful. Uh, but anyway, anyway, so I'm heading up there and I was just, I was just thinking Cause I had some, I had the, like the worry thoughts, like some worry. And I was like, what is going on? Where is this coming from? Right? So I just started just meditating on the Lord's goodness and just remembering like what he showed me, what he explained to me in an instant. And, you know, having that understanding, it just, boom, it literally just like vanished. Just as soon as I started meditating on it and just remembering like, wow, God, you, you literally took every single reason that I could possibly have to worry. You like took it, you took it. So it doesn't make any difference what um, situation comes up because I understand what I understand now that it's just, just it's, it's pointless to worry. I just, I don't even worry, right? Why? Because I understand God already took care of it. It's already taken care of. So anyway, what I started thinking about was these people that have like, you know, the response to fear and Actually, I didn't even get that far. I was just thanking God, like, you know, just nothing, 
what I guess like what fear I may have you know used to have about me getting separated from the Lord like oh you know if I if I sin or I do this or you know do that it's like oh you know uh, I had a bad dream oh you know I, I, I was you know lusting in this dream or whatever it was right it's like dude the love of God is so vast it's so vast it's so vast the things that we do and it, I'm not saying this to justify to justify or to minimize sin. Sin is so it's so serious, right? We Ray Ray Comfort always says God gave us the death penalty. I mean, the Bible does say that, right? The wages of sin is death. That is how serious sin is. So, by no means am I attempting to minimize sin or justify it. But what I am saying is that see the scripture that talks about God for knowing you. You have to understand, God knew you before you were born. The scripture talks about in the womb, like you knew me in my mother's womb. He, you know, he knew you. He watched you being formed. He already knows you before you were ever born, before you were ever created. He for knew you. He knew you. Jesus, please, God, help them to understand this. Give them understanding. God, please. He already knew you, right? And he said, I love him. I love her, right? This is father. I choose to make them mine. They are mine. Done. I've decided. I choose them. I choose them. I love them. Then the Bible clearly says, right? It was according to the pleasure of his goodwill, father's goodwill, that he sent Jesus to come down here and die on the cross for us. The Bible also says that it was according to the pleasure of his goodwill. He sent Holy Spirit to come dwell in our hearts. This is father. Right. That's how great his love is. So the, the things that you do, the sin that you do that you do and this is not a message to say that you know the whole once saved always saved i'm not saying that right because it is you have free will you could always just keep resisting the lord you could resist the advances of the lord till the day you die and you would go to hell so let's get that clear i am in no means saying this is the whole once saved always saved which is a lie from the pit of hell because that is not true you can choose to live an unrepentant life before jesus and the bible talks about you know the son of man was crucified he can't be crucified again he can't be crucified again for your sins he was already crucified once once for the forgiveness of your sins right but then after that you need to repent and live a godly lifestyle but if you keep going out carousing and being a womanizer and having immoral sex and getting drunk and thieving and stealing and doing drugs and doing this and witchcrafting and up and everything, you know, you will end up in hell. Okay? Straight up. There's no question about that. Didn't change his love for you. He loved you, but you chose and you kept choosing the sin over the Lord. Okay, now, this is a mature as a podcast for mature Christians, I'd like to think that none of us here are going to be in that category. So I'm going to continue in what I was saying, right? God's love is so vast for you 
that the sin that you that you do that you already done whatever sin that is don't you understand before he even chose you he already knew all the sin that you did so you know you coming to him all whimpering and this that and the other don't do nothing for nobody but your attitude your ego right god is good he already knew he was gonna do it before he said i choose her for my daughter yeah, I choose him for my son. He already knew it. And he loves you so much. So the sin that you did, he knows that we're sinful people. He accepts that about us. He doesn't justify our sin. He justified us so that we're made in the right standing position with him. And he gives us the ability so that when we do sin, we can confess our sins. The Bible says, right, if, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. See, he set that in motion for us to do that. We can do that. The devil can't do that. They, the devil sinned against God. Those fallen angels, they sinned against God. Guess what? They can't do that. But you and I who belong to Jesus Christ, who have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, right? We can do that because of the love of the Father, because of what he set up, because of what Jesus set up, because of what Holy Spirit set up. We are able to do this, right? And, and the love that you have, so thinking, as I used to think, and I see other people that do it too, they don't consciously say that they're thinking it, but I know that they are because I see what they're doing, right? As if you can earn it from the Lord, right? Well, you know, when I repent, you know, when I repent, the Lord's going to love me again. He's, he's really going to love me. No, you don't understand. <laughs> when you were sinning, it didn't cause him to love you any less, man. That's the thing. <laughs> you don't understand his love. His love is so vast. It's so vast. It's so vast. If you think about the Pacific Ocean, and this is a, this pales in comparison, but just think about the Pacific Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean, your sin being just, you know, pick up a little stone from the ground. You, you toss that into the Atlantic Ocean. There, there's ripples. Yeah, there's ripples. But you see how vast that thing is? I mean, the, the sea is, is going to make up the difference. It's going to ripple for a little bit, but it can take that. The sea can take it. The ocean can take it, right? Because it is vast. It is vast. And God's love is so vast. So when you sin, his love is not any less. It's no less for you, right? If you if you weren't sinning it up, right? You're living in a state where relatively... You're living a pretty sin, a sinless life, you know. You'll never be sinless while you're in the, this human flesh, right? The corruptible flesh. But you will sin less, right? You will sin less. But even in that situation, it's not like the Lord loves you any more than when, you know, you was being... You know, you was choosing to, to live a sinful lifestyle. You're his. You're his. He loves you. 
And that's the thing that the body of Christ really needs to understand. It's the vast love and mercy and great grace of the Lord, right? Right? His great love and kindness and mercy. And you have to think about the things that he put in place so that he doesn't destroy us. Because he's holy. He's holy. He says, you can't even look at my face or you'll die. Right? He told Aaron, which is Moses. He told Moses to tell his brother Aaron, look, Aaron, tell Aaron, he just can't come up here. Right? He can't come up here any old time he wants to. Right? You know, by the holy of holies, right? Behind the veil. Right? Which is across from the mercy seat. Because I appear in the cloud above it. He will die. God is holy, right? We're unholy little creatures that he made, but he loves us. And he, he attributed righteousness unto us through Jesus. The Bible teaches us that. Our righteousness as is under filthy rags, right? But the Lord is our portion. He is our righteousness. The Father put these things in place so he doesn't have to destroy us because we're unholy creatures, he loves us that much. He made the way for you. He made the way for me. So we don't have to perish when we come in his presence. And again, if, if he hasn't called you, you can't even come to his presence. You can't, the Bible says, right? If he hasn't called you, you cannot come to him. So the fact that you are able to come to him indicates that he has called you. He loves you. He has given you something very 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 special which even angels try and understand they still don't get it they don't get it right and and we don't get it and that's okay what you do need to do is push the i believe button that god loves you that much father loves you that much the lord loves you that much holy spirit loves you that much and see the thing is what you have to reconcile is that there's nothing that you can do to earn his love the way that he thinks about you the way that he feels about you you can't earn it so you can't be good enough to earn that love even if you tried it thus the title of this episode right even if you tried it man sis you cannot earn it he loves you he just loves you he just loves you. So whatever sin you're committing, it's not going to it's not going to cause you to be lost. I, I'm I'm going to be lost from God. No, that's what you believe. You don't understand the love of God. The, the same God that leaves the 99 to go after the one. Don't you understand this yet, mature Christian? If you leave, if you go wandering off, hey, I'm going to go live a sinful lifestyle you have to understand jesus you have a free will he's not going to override your will but you better know he's coming he's coming to get you he is coming to get you there were times when our kids you know did uh sinful things right and, and we would come get them even though it interrupted my, you know, it interrupted what was going on. Oh, I got to fly to Florida. Oh, I got to fly to California. Oh, you know, I, I've got to, you know, do this and that. And, and, you know, ended up, you know, 
going into the prison. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, and I'm human. I'm human, right? But that was the love of God in me, right? That was in my ex-wife that prompted us to do those things. Why? So our children was not lost. And we're humans. How much more with your heavenly father? The scripture says, right? He didn't even deny his own. He didn't deny us his own son, his only begotten son. How much more would he give you if you ask him? This is the love of the father, the scripture says, that was lavished out upon us. It was lavished. It's lavished. Do you know what lavish is? You think about like, hey, you're eating some soup, right? And they've got like the big ladle, you know, it goes into the bowl or like a or like punch, you know. Hey, I want some punch at Christmas time. You know, it's a big punch bowl. And there's always like the big spoon. It's called a ladle, right? They put the ladle in there. They, they take it out all nice and gingerly. And, they, you know, they kind of pour it in your cup so it doesn't like spill over the sides and whatnot. When somebody lavishes on you, it's like, man, they just go on in there and they just goop, boop, boop. They just keep dipping it in there and making sure it's full and it's running over. And they just, you know, that's lavish. He says, the love of God that was poured out upon you, that was poured out on me so lavishly by Father through Jesus Christ. This is what you have to ask God. God, give me understanding. Father, give me understanding. Help me to understand your love. Because there's a lot of fear and anxiety that we suffer with every day. And I say suffer because it is suffering. We suffer with it unnecessarily because we don't understand the love of God. We don't understand the dynamics that he put up in place. He loves us so much that he made a way. He understands that we're going to sin. He already knew it. He already knew it. When he made the covenant with us, he knew we was covenant breakers when he made the covenant. He knew that. He knew that. And that's why he made a way for us to be able to go to Jesus and to pray, to, to intercede. That way Jesus is our intercessor. That's what the Bible says, right? My brothers, in 1 John, it says, my brothers, you should not sin. You shouldn't sin. Okay, you should not sin. But then it goes on to say, but if you do sin, hello? God made a way. But if you do sin, there is one, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, who is the intercessor between God and man. This is it, right? Jesus is everything. He's everything to us. This is what you have to understand. Jesus is everything, everything. I remember I went through this, this, this season one time where I was focusing more on Holy Spirit and I was focusing more on Father. I really wasn't focused on Jesus and I just kind of had this, this attitude like, oh God, forgive me. I don't even want to say it, Jesus, right? I know better now, but during that season, I just kind of had this attitude like, you know, well, Father did this and, you know, Holy Spirit's here now. He's boots on the ground with me inside of the, you know, inside my brothers and sisters. But Jesus, you know, I mean, he, oh, I even hate to say it, Lord, I'm so sorry. But it's like Jesus didn't really, you know, he, I mean, he, he died for us. Yeah, we know, I know Jesus died for us, you know, and, and that was kind of like my attitude and God is so merciful. He didn't strike me down and nothing like that. He just let me go on in my foolishness until I had a better understanding, which he helped me with, right? 
you have to understand all the love that the father has, right? All the love that father has for you or for me, it's only available through Jesus, his son. Jesus is the only the only one that lived the perfect life. He's the only one. Now you might say, well, what about Enoch? Enoch was, you know, says that God, he pleased God and God translated him. Yeah, he pleased God, but it doesn't say he lived a sin, a sinful, a sin-free life. God was just pleased with him and took him. Right? Enoch sinned also. The only person that ever lived a sin-free life in history is Jesus of Nazareth. That's it. Perfect. Perfect. Right? Perfect. The scripture says, you know, they looked for one that was worthy to, to open the scroll and read his contents. You know? And 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 uh and the prophet was crying because, you know, I think it was John. John was crying because no one they couldn't find one that was worthy to read the scroll and open his contents. You know, to open a open a scroll and read his contents thereof. But then there was one that was found, the Lamb of God, Jesus, right? Jesus lived a perfect life. And because of that, he satisfied the requirements or the wages of sin. The scripture says the wages of sin is death. That's what it says. It's the truth. Not just not just mortal death, you know, oh, your body dies, but eternal death. See, there's a first death and there's a second death. And a lot of people don't understand that. The Bible says it is appointed unto every man to die but once, right? So every man is going to die one time, right? Every time uh, he's going to die once. But there's a second death, right? Where your spirit and your soul are thrown into the lake of fire. That is the second death. Though you must taste of the first death, I must taste of the first death. I don't have, we don't got a taste of the second death. And that's through Jesus, through Jesus, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth upon him should not perish, right? That it should not perish. Doesn't mean you won't die physically. You will die physically. Everybody dies physically, but you won't perish. And to perish is to be thrown into the lake of fire, to taste of the second death. You don't have to do that. Why? Because God already made a way through Jesus. And that's what makes it so tragic. As so many people are dying and going to hell every day, every day, every day. People, I don't know the stats on how many people die every single day. It's, it's thousands and thousands, probably hundreds of thousands every day, right? Many of them are dying without the saving knowledge of Jesus they're going to hell and you know what they didn't have to because the price was already paid all they had to do was trust in Jesus that he is the son of God trust him right confess their sins and repent of their sins and he would he he would have forgiven them they would have been able to go and live with him just like the thief on the cross Right? That guy, there was two thieves on the cross with Jesus. We're coming to a close here pretty soon. I can feel it. Two thieves on the cross with Jesus. They were thieves. They weren't innocent. Jesus was innocent. They were not innocent. Right? 
They lived an ungodly lifestyle, a sinful lifestyle up until they were taken and rightly so and then hung on a cross for a criminal's death. They were criminals. They were supposed to get that death. But one mocked Jesus. One mocked Jesus. Save yourself. You're supposed to be God. You're supposed to be the son of God. You're so strong. Come down and save yourself. Save us. Ha <laughs> ha. You can't even save yourself. And then the other thief rebuked him. Hey, basically like, hey, knock it off. Right? Me and you deserve this. But he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. And then he looked at him and said, Lord, you know, please remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, I tell you this day, you will be with me in paradise, forgiven. He put his trust. He said, well, he didn't say the prayer. Christians nowadays think you, it's the prayer you got to say. I said the prayer. I said it. Yeah, but did you really mean it? Did you put your trust in Jesus? That man put his trust in Jesus. He clearly acknowledged that Jesus was the son of God and asked him to remember him. So what's going on in his heart? He's repentant for his sins. He knew he was wrong. He knew he was evil. But he went and he and he, you know, asked Jesus to to remember him. There you go. He didn't say some fancy prayer. Right? But Jesus accepted that. And that man is alive today in paradise with Jesus. The other man is still burning in hell today. Right? You get to choose. But the main focal point from this message is that on your worst day, the Father loves you so much, so very, very much. Even your worst sins, they don't add up. They don't, they don't add up to be more than the sacrifice that, that Father sent Jesus to, to undertake. They're not more than that. They don't, right? Because Jesus lived a perfect life. He he did it. He 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 did it. He qualified. He he did it. Right? He didn't break God's law. He didn't break it. And so because he didn't break God's law, he wasn't, he didn't receive death. I mean, he took death on the cross, but the victory that he won over sin, over death, was transmuted. And transmit it to every believer in Christ. Every believer in Christ. Look at Jesus as like a prism. P-R-I-S-M as in Michael. A prism. You know, a prism is glass. It's multifaceted glass. When the light hits the prism, the prism is, it distributes that light into all of these different beautiful colors. It just goes all over the place, Right? And that's what Jesus is like. The Bible talks about Jesus is the light. We're not the light. We're carriers of the light. On the cross, you know, the light of God, the love of God shown through Jesus Christ. He lived perfectly. <clears throat> he lived perfectly. And as he was on that cross, when he said it was finished, why did he say it was finished? Because he paid the price fully. And that was now distributed like a prism all those different lights going out to every single human soul and history that will ever accept jesus as lord and savior it's all going to them right a beautiful thing if we could actually see in the spirit how it looked 
throughout space and time. And I'm sure it's one of the most beautiful things we could ever see. But you can't earn Jesus' love. You can't earn Father's love. You can't earn Holy Spirit's love. The love of the Father is so great. That is why he sent Jesus. So no matter what sins you've committed, you know, your mind will tell you and the devil will tell you. And some people will even tell you, right? Job's wife, so what's he say? Curse God and die. What? <laughs> Yo, your life is so bad, man. Just curse God and die already. That's what his wife told him. Thankfully, he did not listen to her, right? Whatever sin you've committed, the Lord will forgive you, right? He will forgive you. His blood is enough for every sin. It paid the price for every single sin you ever committed. And even if you went out and you robbed a bunch of banks and then, you know, you repented, oh, Lord, I'm coming back. You know, the whole time that you was on the lamb, you was like, you know, robbing banks. You know, the Holy Spirit will be working on your heart. Telling you, convicting you like, hey, you know, this is wrong. Come back, come back, come back. He would be convicting you. Father's love for you is so great. He wouldn't be like, man, I don't love that person no more. I don't love him. No, his love, it didn't, it didn't diminish not even one bit. And then when you come back, his love is not any more greater for you. He does celebrate. He is glad. But the love that he has for you it, it didn't grow because you repented and came back to him. Right? Well, how, how can you say that? Well, let's look at the illustration that we have in the, in the Bible with the prodigal son. Right? His father had wealth. He came to the father. Father, give me my inheritance. Give it to me now. Which was rude and disrespectful and out of time. Out of sequence. Right? Out of order. But the father did it. He went. The, the son went out. He started hanging with prostitutes and gambling and getting drunk and smoking and everything else. And then he spent all his money. He was broke. Now, what's he doing? He's, he's basically living with, with pigs and, and animals and whatnot. And then one day the Bible says he came to himself and realized, wait a minute. At my father's house, even the, the servants eat better than this. I'm eating pig food. Even the servants eat better in my father's house. I'm just going to go back and be a servant in my father's house. Right? That's, that was his mind. That's his mind. But we, we see that when the father saw him, he threw this big party for him, right? And the other son got all upset about it. I, you know, I've been here all this time serving you faithfully. You ain't throw me no party. This guy gets the money. He goes out spending on prostitutes and drinking and everything else. Now he comes back broke and you're going to throw him a party? He had a serious attitude about it. And what did the father say? Look, you, you're always with me. You know, I have you. But my other son, I lost him. It's like he was dead. You know, he was gone, but now he's back again, right? I have him back again. And so he celebrated. It didn't mean that he stopped loving his son because his son went out there and was living a sinful lifestyle. No, he still loved him. It, he didn't stop loving him because he was out there doing sin. It, it hurt him, I'm sure. When our kids was doing stuff and they was, you know, living sinful lives, it hurt us, right? It hurt me. It hurt my ex-wife. It didn't mean that we stopped loving them, but it did hurt to see them do the things that they did to themselves and sometimes to us. It hurt, but we still loved them, which is why we fought for them. If we didn't love them, we wouldn't have fought for them, 
right? If Father didn't love you, he wouldn't have sent Jesus to die for you. Why? Why? Because he already knew what you was going to do. Don't you get that? He already knew what you was going to do and he sent Jesus. He already knew. But because he loves you so much, he does and he doesn't want to lose you. That's why he sent Jesus. So on your worst day, Father loves you more than you will ever know until you get to heaven or unless he, you know, lets you experience what he showed me, then you'll have somewhat of a glimpse of it, right? On your best day. And the Bible says that man's righteousness is as on the filthy rags. So even on your best day, you couldn't earn the father's love. He still loves you just as much. Just as much. Just as much. You can't earn that love. You just have to accept that that is how Father God loves you. That is how Jesus the Lord loves you. That is how Holy Spirit loves you. It's like that. So when you sin, you shouldn't sin. But if you do sin, go and confess your sin. Don't hide it. Go and tell him, own it. Father, I did this. I did do this. I'm not going to lie and act like I didn't do it. I did sin. I did do it. Please forgive me, right? I know the scripture says this, that, and the other, but I did sin. You said if I confess my sin, you'll be faithful and just to forgive me of my sin and to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Thank you so much. I love you. And then what? You just keep it moving. You just keep it moving. God's not going to beat you upside the head because you sinned. He already knew you was going to sin before he called you and before he sent Jesus and before he sent Holy Spirit down here. He already knew. It ain't no surprise to him. Okay? Please remember, ask him for understanding on this, right? His love is so vast. If you're afraid, it's, it's not a transactional love, right? Oh, I, I sinned. Uh, oh, no. Uh, you know, I, might, I, I, I better repent quickly because you know, I, I might go to hell. I, I don't want to go to hell. It's like, no, that's not how it works at all. That's not how his love works. Right? He will help you. Holy Spirit will convict you of sin. He will lead you into all truth. He will help you. Right? That's why the Bible says he sent the help. He sent the helper. <laughs> he sent Holy Spirit down here to help us live a godly life because he is the spirit of Christ and Christ is the only one that ever lived a truly godly life he's the only one and so the spirit of Christ is the only one that can live in us and help us to live a godly life so go go to God go to father and you know if that's you if this message is striking home about the whole fear thing like you thinking that you know, because you had a sinful thought or you did this or, oh, I, I didn't pray that much this week. Oh, I hope he's not mad at me. I hope I, you need to go and ask for forgiveness. Quite honestly, right? It's sin. Why? Because it's, it's, it's contrary to what he said in the Bible. He told you what to do. You're not doing it. Confess it. Repent from it. Pray for understanding and grace. Father, give me more grace. Lord, give me more grace, please. More grace, please. More grace, please. More grace. That's what you need. That's what you need. Okay, that is it. That is it. And uh, wow, our God is so amazing. His love is just, it's so amazing. The Bible said nothing will separate you from the love of God that is ours in Christ Jesus. 
no angels no situation no humans no nothing 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 no thing is ever going to separate you from the love of god which is yours brother which is your sister in christ jesus our lord okay that's it that is it please remember always submit yourself unto the lord and then resist the devil and he will flee from you okay until next time aloha and be blessed.